When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Forever! Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. Scary Scary Stories to Tell tell on the Pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, spooky real things that happen to you that you tell us about. And it's a podcast hosted by two comedy soft people talking about the pointy, angular, crazy, kooky, spooky things that happen in the real and fake world that make us go, yikes, baby. That's true. If it makes us go, yikes, baby, we talk about it on the podcast. If it doesn't, sorry. You didn't (laughs) get there. Yeah, we're not talking about uh, cold roast coffee here. Is that what it's called? Cold Cold roast. roast Andrew, (laughs) you're a kooky man. Send me to the mountains so I can die in peace. (laughs) And speaking of dying in peace, today is a Wednesday. And on Wednesdays, we do Urban Legisodes. And you know what? I feel like reading some listener-submitted tales, which you can do, too, by sending your scary stories to scarystorypod at gmail.com. Wow. You all heard me a little bit forget what the email was and then (laughs) effortlessly check it. Um, It happens to me every week, Anna, and I think you did that pretty seamlessly compared to me when I'm like, scarypodypod.gmail.pod. Fat chihuahua dog leg (laughs) ass at... Underscore, please, sir, may I have some more emoji? Probably. Um, Yeah, so uh, it's a Wednesday. We're going to read some listener tales uh scary story pod at gmail.com and this first story comes from a listener named jack and the subject line is haunted escape room oh hi anna and andrew first time listener first time caller big time spooker hope you're keeping well (laughs) in these crazy times and a big thank you for spooking my whole ass off on my shifts at work so i used to work and I know it's nice. I was thinking about people working and listening to our podcast. I'm like, wow, it's like our podcast has a job. <laughs> Unbelievable. Thank you all. So I used to work in an escape room here in the UK before COVID hit and put us all in lockdown. Oh, God, of course. I'm sure that was one of the first businesses to go. I'm it sure. Really How could it not? relies on groups of people gathering in the same room back to back. Uh, The next clue, it just says to breathe into each other's mouths? It says to touch a bunch of the same common surfaces and think nothing of it. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, cough and scream and about states' rights. Um, uh, I used to watch the teams on the cameras and give them clues to help them get out, and then set all the games up, uh, set the games up ready for the next team. This is good. When when we go with our friends, we are frequently bullied to say well, we're not asking for clues, which frustrates me as someone who needs clues. Likewise, I like getting clues. And escape rooms are like the SATs; like you get good at taking it. Like it's not right, it's right. not just a fair meritocracy. Um, you kind of have to know, like, oh yeah, you twist the knob and it lines up with that. I need clues. Um, exactly. Okay. Um, the building we worked in was an old council building, which I think is like government building. Um, that, oh, yeah. That, that was sense. abandoned and then turned into offices a few years later. The escape rooms took over a whole floor of the building. So we had the whole floor. Sorry, this font is so hard to read for some reason. Oh, no. I'm going, my eyes are going all kooky doo. <laughs> It's wingdings. You're just it, guessing it. I'm doing really well for wingdings. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, don't be so hard on yourself. Oh, my God. Thank you. Um, oh, what do I do? Make it smaller? That helps. Okay. Um, uh, the escape rooms took over a whole floor of the building, so we had the whole floor to use for different themed rooms. The longer me and my friends worked in this building, the more we realized how horribly haunted it was. <gasps> Is it horribly haunted in here, or am I just at work? <laughs> I mean, they keep just saying to put on a sweater, but I don't know. Is it? Is anyone else feeling so haunted right now? I feel so haunted. Um, in one of the themed rooms, parentheses, a science lab themed room, there was a long chain you had to pull through holes to get to a key to unlock the door. Well, I was coming up the stairs from letting a team out when I heard the chain being pulled. <gasps> I thought it was just on the other side. I thought it was just one of the other workers resetting for the next team. But imagine my surprise when I strolled into the office a few doors down and everyone working that day was sat there having lunch. Nope. Nope is in the, the uh, meme of like a nope, like a an, an yes, yes. octopus sort of running away. That's fucking terrifying. Oh, no. Especially a chain. A chain is a very ghost object. That is so scary. Yes, it almost feels like too on the nose for a ghost. Like, oh, you're going to do a chain? Okay. Yeah, it's like you're being ironic. Um, Another time, me and my manager were watching a team in a prison-themed room. Everything was fine, and the team had an amazing time. When they came out, they were saying how great the room was and how scary the woman in the room was watching them the whole time. Oh. <gasps> Me and my manager looked at each other in panic as we were the only ones working and no one else no. was in the building and there was no woman in that room before we put the group in. No, 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 and no. I went and checked the room and lo and behold, there was no woman in the room. Yeah. Wham, bam, thanks, no. Oh, sorry, <laughs> one more time. Wham, bam, no thanks, ma'am. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> My, Very good. One. I hate that one so much. Oh, oh! This just reminds me it, of people talking about like taking a historical tour. Oh no! It was one time I I was in um Dover in the UK ocean. and like we went through like they have these tunnels and the cliffs, the like World War Two stuff. And the tour guide was like, "Oh yeah, we see ghosts down here all the time." We had a a lot of the time people say like, "Oh, we loved the man in the costume." 
You say, we don't have men in costumes. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think that actually, Andrew, I know that this is a major thing to say, but I'm going to go on record. I think that's my favorite kind of scary story. Wow. Yeah. I think it's my favorite. um, The passive onlooker ghost. That is very scary. Because that is like exactly what a ghost is and does. They watch the living. I'm scared. That's scary. Anna, I've been on a okay in LA. There are some very highly themed and designed escape rooms. In New York, there are a ton of different themes, but they're like less art directed than the ones in LA. Oh yeah, people have less time in New York because they have jobs in LA. Right, exactly. It's all. But I went to one. Oh, were you with this the the twenty thousand leagues under the sea one the submarine? Yes, that was so good. Wait, I think I was. I remember the Jurassic Park one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh, and maybe that was. The, no, I think I wasn't was at town. The, I, I remember. No, no, no. I wasn't there for that one. But I do. You guys have talked about this. But it was. I kept. I was so nervous because it was so designed and so well done that I kept thinking, oh, God, like there's going to be a sea monster that jumps out at me, you know? And there was a part where we had to look through a periscope to see um, a giant squid that was attacking the submarine. Uh. And I wouldn't do it. I was like, I can't look. I can't look in it because what if it's so scary? And then a friend of ours looked and was like, look inside of it. And it was really lame. But the whole rest of it was so great. It was very spooky. And I imagine if there was a person in there in like steampunk regalia staring at us the whole time. That would have been Ugh. even scarier. Yeah, to see another person in an escape room, I feel like is rare. I think they like to sort of hang out in the office, like Jack is describing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I, I actually had a panic attack in one of the escape rooms we went to, in the, um, the dinosaur. One. Yeah, the dinosaur one, because it was like, yeah, this just the ceilings were short, and there were like dinosaurs like scooting back and forth on the other side of the thing. <laughs> I wasn't afraid of the dinosaur guys. Calm. <laughs> down i'm not scared of dinosaurs. don't start that rumor not now we're not doing that now um it was just i felt uh there was like no outdoor light at all yeah that was true and i remember it was very um it was very cool and very well designed but i don't like feeling there was a part we were like locked in a lab and they were like a deadly gas is going to be and i was just like that's what it was yeah that too i I it was too much stress for me. I was like, I got to get out of this lab. <laughs> I got to get out of the lab. I was not a, a STEM major at all. No, I not can't even do remotely a STEM. I can't do STEM. I'm not a plant. Jack, um, this is a very good oh, story. Oh, there's wow. one little end part. Oh, good. Um, uh, my friend also told me a story of the time she was closing a room for the end of the shift uh, with all the lights off when she heard the door to the room slam open. Footsteps running down the hall and the sliding door in the room she was in slammed shut. She opened the door and checked and again, no one was there but her. There were always unexplained footsteps, feeling like you were being watched and just an uneasy feeling there, like something wanted you out of that building. I have tons more stories like this if you want to hear more. I love you guys and the pod. Thank you for keeping me sane through the pandemic. Stay safe and spooky. Oh, stay safe and stay spooky. Jack, happy face emoticon. 
colon close parentheses. Which is wow, Jack. Like please do keep sending us any more. Oh yeah, escape room. Stories, I love what a great genre. I love haunted workplace. I have to say, me too. Because I like no. Because I'm like I don't ever have to worry about that. Because that's not my workplace. You know what I mean? It's not. It's someone else. But it's like it's a place where you're there all the time, and sometimes there's a lot of people, and sometimes it's just quiet, which is spooky. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that is so spooky, Jack. This was great. Thank you. Um, but. Yeah, so that's this one. Um, and then I thought maybe we'd read one other. But first, oh, I guess we'll, we'll take a little commercial break. Bye. What a break. What a break we... Don't we love a break, folks? Did it. Um, <laughs> this one's great. I'm just going to get into it because it's sort of... Uh, it's a classic. It's a banger. Um, this <gasps> one's from Karen She Her. And uh, the subject line is Dad's Leprosy Bushes, a Family Urban Legend. Oh, um, what a subject title. Wow. It's amazing. And then Karen gives a trigger warning, ableist themes, mild bodily harm. Yes. That's very helpful. Because, yeah, leprosy has often been maligned. Um, it's a, Or just in general diseases. We tend to, like, become scared of the person who has the disease rather than, like, the situation that led to the disease spreading. Yeah. Uh, there's lots yeah. Of it's like how the potato famine was like political. Um, right. Yeah. This is good. Um, okay, great. And Karen just dives right in. When I was about eight or nine years old, my dad created his own urban legend slash ghost story and gave one of the best performances of his life. <gasps> I went through a phase when I, where I, when I was a kid where I would pour over textbooks and online resources related to rare diseases. <laughs> oh my Ooh. God. Raise your hand if this is not you. I mean, come on. <laughs> this was definitely a dead Mikey situation where I would truly scare yes. the shit out of myself, but would not stop consuming the definitely not age appropriate and nightmare inducing materials. Uh, listener, if you'll recall, dead Mikey was a listener wrote in about um, a scary uh, clip art of a like a wolf man or a zombie. Yeah, like the, an undead werewolf. An face. undead werewolf um, clip art from like an old desktop program that her little brother would demand that she print out for him. And then he would get so scared every night that his, he would wake up his parents and they'd get mad at her. And she was like, he needs, but then he would like beg for dead Mikey during the day. Um, yes. Go back and listen to dead Mikey again for comfort. It's a great episode. It's That's real nice. Eventually I read a brief reference to leprosy. It's worth saying here and as often as possible that leprosy is a highly stigmatized condition that is often a source of extreme marginalization and cruelty to those affected, oh, uh, both yes. currently and especially historically. Amazing. I, it is. That is really important to point out because there's so much. It, this is also this also goes for like um, haunted insane asylums. It's like we make we make the people who were victimized the boogeyman when it's like the situation is what's scary you know yeah you would lose your mind too if these were of the course. situations you live in dirt um unnerved by the likely biased and problem problematically written reference i immediately sought out my dad to get more information about the disease at this point my dad had two choices one have a very functional healthy conversation about leprosy and the historical treatment of those afflicted or Traumatize the shit out of his kid. You probably <laughs> won't be surprised to hear he chose the latter, gentle podcasters. Oh, that's us. Andrew, she's talking about us. Hey. My dad proceeded to provide the most gruesome depiction of advanced leprosy and the miserable conditions of those who were historically quarantined and forgotten in quote unquote colonies. 
If his goal was to scare me, you would think this would be enough, but this, but there was an even better opportunity afoot. Every year, my parents would help my older sister and I host a spooky themed bonfire with a group of our friends out at the family farm. <gasps> oh, oh, bring us. That is up our alley Let to the nth degree. Wow. Us come. I want to see it. Uh, my dad was and is an excellent storyteller, and usually the stories would include the standard hits, Taily Poe, The Hook, and even direct readings, readings from our holy tome, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yay! That year would be a little different. Three days after my dad's terrifying description, my dad had a new story to tell. Briefly, the story went like this. Once upon a time, on this very land, there was a leprosy colony. People here suffered and were gravely mistreated and maligned by their neighbors. After enduring years of this treatment, the final resident of the colony was passing away. Righteously angered, they cast a curse on their grave that whoever crossed it would suffer a much worse fate. They say that every year on this night, the curse comes alive here on this land. You must be careful not to scratch yourself on the thorns or fall and skin your knee or else the curse would find its way into your blood and you will meet that horrible fate. As my dad was finishing up the story, he began to itch at a scratch on his arm, which unbeknownst to me, he had purposely inflicted earlier. (gasps) This man commits to a bit, I have to say. Dad. He stood up looking at the injury with concern and told me quietly, I'm going to have your mom take a look at this. I'm sure it's nothing. I'll be right back. Oh. I began to tell my friends a ghost story of my own when my mom came running out of the house yelling, Karen, Karen, it's dad. Come in quick. No. I ran in after her and followed her to the bathroom where my dad was hunched over the sink, grasping onto his arm, which had been expertly adorned with theater like theater grade makeup to look downright zombified by my dear, talented mother. He was screaming, the leprosy bushes. It was the leprosy bushes. No, no. I'm, I can't believe this. This is too much. I don't have this kind of dad, I have to say. <laughs> I straight up collapsed on the floor in shock, and my parents very quickly realized that maybe they had fucked up just a little. <laughs> After coming back to my senses, they assured me that it was just makeup and they were playing a prank, and they were very, very sorry. My older sister was in hysterics too, but laughing. That does seem like the way that older sisters are. That I don't have one. Neither of us have one, but. I've always wanted. I've been desperate for one. I remember my brother and I uh, were convinced that we had an older sister at some point. And I said, think wow. about it, that she kept, that they would keep hidden in the ceiling, like in the uh-huh. attic. And that when the reason I, w- I remember telling my brother, like, Rich, it almost makes too much sense. Like, literally the whole reason they're obsessed with the bedtime is so that, like, <gasps> our older sister can come down from the <gasps> the ceiling and, like, do her homework and eat. Wow. And I was like, our older sister, Kim. Your older sister, Kim. You two. That is such a remarkable... That make that checks out. That makes I do think it was mostly me come. sort of driving the older sister in the <laughs> ceiling. But um, wow. anyway, the older sister in hysterics, but laughing. Um, it's still a great family story and having grown up spooky and into all things weird, it didn't do any serious damage, but I definitely never let them live it down. My dad's excuse for the plot. You said you wanted a really scary story for the bonfire this time. Well, he delivered. 
And see, this is this Andrew. This is how you know it's easier to do stunts than to do good writing. And that's all I'll say. And that's the thing. People do love stunts. I mean, that's why they're stunts, you know? And if you have a stunt in a scary story, I mean, I had with Scatterfingers, the old rolling my eyes back in my head and making it look like I had no fingers. People love a stunt. It's true. They do. Oh, boy. Um, Love you guys so, so much and look forward to every episode. Oh, sorry. There's only one. So I have to be honest about this. Love you guys so much. (laughs) And I look forward to every episode. I hope this wasn't too long and that you find it as endearing as I do. Parentheses now. Stay safe and get out, Karen. Oh, Karen, Karen. This is so good. I love when a dad is good at telling stories. It's so great. It's really good. Wait, I also just realized that today's um, listener tales were submitted by Jack and Karen. Oh. <laughs> from freaking Will and Grace. Wow. Did you know that this show gets gayer by the second? Look, if you're not gay yet, what are you doing? I mean, we'll see you with the new now next awards, everybody, because this podcast is first and foremost an LGBTQ scary podcast. Oh, come on. Get it. Get uh, it in. Get wow. it out. Jack and Karen. I mean, that's if you're looking for what our methodology is in terms of picking and reading emails, it's really just matching sitcom characters to each other and reading them together. Exactly. And it, you know what? It always works. Yeah, it always does. This one is so good. I, I love, I love hearing. I love a um a slow burn scary story that has like a punchline in the end. That's really good. Um, oh, same. Wow. Yeah, it's two kinds of ghost stories, and one is a a a real ghost that it's very spooky do, and then one's a fake ghost. Um, yeah. that is a funny bunny. I will say we used to have a substitute teacher when I was a kid who was Irish and all he would do every time he substitute, it didn't matter if it was algebra two or trigonometry or science class, he would recite the poem, The Cremation of Sam McGee, which is like a scary story poem. You got to read it. And I loved it. And it was like all the other teens were rolling their eyes and were not into it. And I was like, will you just enjoy this old Irish man saying a creepy poem that he memorized? Like, can we just appreciate this together? Oh, my God. And they just weren't on board? I think here's the thing. I would bet that now everyone has really fond memories of it. But it's like it's that age when you have to pretend that you don't like anything because liking things is gay, you know? Yes. Um, (laughs) Famously, this is true. Famously, having passions, being interested in the world around you, um, and having respect for your elders is gay. Absolutely. Uh, But yeah, I always loved that. And we had a little old lady who would kind of tap dance. We had some really good, we had some really good uh, substitute teachers. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, but these stories are real. I, I just love a situation in which you can like sit around and tell a scary story that, that excites me. And to have a bonfire and, oh, just amazing. A scary story themed bonfire at a family farm. Now that's living. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, we're now at the, the conclusion of the podcast. Um, thank you so much to Jack and Karen. Um, uh, Jack and Karen, what a treat. Thank you for the stories. And uh, I believe was, uh, we took a break last week, but now we really owe you um, a, 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 a portion of the podcast that we love called Scary, Scary ideas, ideas for Things, for that, things could that Could Happen. That's right. 
Um, Hannah, do you have one? I do. You need to print a very long song so you can sing it at the window of the woman you wish to make your bride. And you go to the library and you ask the librarian for help with the printer. And she says, okay. And you put your floppy disk in the computer and you open the song lyrics. Um, It's a Microsoft Word file. And you open it and it's the lyrics for Orinoco Flow by Anya. And it's in a nice font, which she won't see, but you think will help your performance. And when the printer starts, it starts printing out just one thing. It's the word nice and then the word try and then the word buddy. And you turn around and the librarian is a horrible five-headed monster and she eats your bones. That That could could happen. happen. Anna... So first of all, what I'm engaged about with by that scary idea for things that happen is it kind of switches the script of um, the tro- your your famous trope of a, st- a story about your much older wealthy husband. This time, you are yes. kind of a version the other of side. it, which is great. Yeah, I really yes. appreciate that. Yes, yes. Oh, thank you. Um, just something a little constantly different. breaking boundaries, constantly reinventing the art form. Anna Dresden is a true master. Oh, stop! Thank you, um, Andrew. Do you have one? I do. You are walking masked to the grocery and you're walking through a parking lot where a group of cool teens has assembled. And you're the sort of person who has at certain times been like, I dread walking by teens, but you are facing your fear. Yeah. And as you walk by, one of the teens says, Hey, you're the goat. And you're proud of yourself because you're like, I know that lingo that means greatest of all time (laughs) and so you say thank you and then as you're walking to the grocery store another teen passes you with a tiny backpack like a backpack that's too small and is more of a fashion statement and they say well if it isn't the goat and you're like oh my god these teens love me i'm the greatest of all time and you are checking out of the grocery store and the um the checkout person is wearing a really cool like lavender lipstick they're also a cool team and uh they say debit or credit goat and you go to answer but all you can say is and you catch your reflection in the debit card screen and you are in fact a goat that That could could happen. happen We have to look out for these teens, you know, because sometimes sometimes it's just good natured fun. Sometimes they're witches. Sometimes they can just recognize when someone is a goat. That is true. You know, and sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes goats have to be reminded because their their voices sound too much like a nerdy man. That's very true. I can't. I I do. I love watching the compilations of goats making noises where they're like, well, it's like, real nice. But, but also, 
I can't watch it for too long because it disturbs me. <laughs> of course you can't. You know what? And this podcast is all about finding your boundaries. That's true. That's true. Um, and speaking of boundaries or not really boundaries, um, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at scary story underscore pod. You can also leave a little five star review for us um, on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We always appreciate that. We, we have always nice do things to say. It means a lot to us and it helps the podcast itself. And, um, oh, there's one other thing you can do for us. Get, Get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.